The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The brain is our personal tool to keep us at our best and realize self-esteem. The mind, body, and immune system work together to help us make the right choices and to reach our purpose and potential. Welcome to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Lindsay and her guests are the go-to experts when it comes to relationships, sexuality, parenting, and wellness. We're here to enlighten and inform you. Now, here is your host, Lindsay Levinson. Hi, welcome. I am Lindsay Levinson. I am your host. You are at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen. And if you're trying this show for the first time today, really welcome. I hope you like it. And I'm always open to feedback. If there's anything you love about the show, like about it, or really are not too thrilled with, feel free to get in touch. I want to give you some addresses. Facebook, Illuminating Now is all one word, no spaces. Twitter is at sign Illuminating Now. I would love you guys to stop by. There is always activity going on on our Facebook page. We have questions. In fact, today you'll see that we'll be answering people's answers right off of Facebook and they'll be announced on the air. So it's really pretty cool. It's fun. People are really enjoying it. And certainly there's a lot on Twitter as well. I have a website called Quality for Life Coaching. Those are four words, no letters, no spaces, qualityforlifecoaching.com. And you can reach me. And whether we do a complimentary session and just you check me out, see if you like gabbing with me, anything good to talk about, or you want to really work on something. We can do that by phone. We can do that locally. We can do that by Skype. Lots of creative options these days. And there is nothing taboo. So don't feel like if you haven't heard it on the show yet or it doesn't seem to be part of our agenda that it wouldn't be appropriate. There's nothing that's not appropriate. So maybe that's a double negative, but call me about anything is what I'm really saying. I want to thank you for your support. I want to acknowledge that with a radio station as big as Voice America, they're able to study and see how shows grow and who listens and and there's been some tremendous growth, and I just want to continue to appreciate that you, the listeners, are how that happens. And so thank you. Please continue to listen and follow on, you know, if you go to um, Facebook, like the page. That's so helpful. And Twitter, become a follower. You know, if it interests you, then I would love you to take that extra action because we grow um, as a community. We grow bigger. Stay tuned because guess what? There's a Lindsay Life secret, so we don't forget about that, and that usually shows up at the end of the show. And I want to say again, stay tuned through the whole show because I'm going to be reading people's answers that talked about our our evolutionary wellness question. We asked that. Was it a viable term? 
something you could understand or use? We got some answers, and I'm going to make those go public on the air with the names of the people who did that. So please stay tuned and listen for yourself. If you think a friend might have answered, contact them. Let them know to tune in. We're going to introduce Suzanne Ross, who is our guest, but just give me another minute as I just proceed through a couple other little details that I want to let you know about. I'll elaborate a little more at the end of the show. Hopefully, we'll have time. But sometimes we run out of time. (laughs) These shows fly by. So next week, we're going to have a Dr. Jeffrey Lagrasso, world-renowned plastic surgeon who's very unique in his work. He does pro bono contributions to children's um, organizations, children with deformities, cleft palate, a lot of that work. And, of course, he's just a super established and prestigious plastic surgeon in and of itself if you look him up. And you can look him up at lagrassomd.com. And that's just L-A-G-R-A-S-S-O-M-D.com. So sometimes I like to give you the address so you can sort of tinker around, see who the next guest is going to be. But I'll talk a little bit more about, you know, Jeffrey and his view on self-esteem and special things. Today we get lucky enough to have Suzanne Ross back. And Suzanne has been on with us last week and she has written three books, The Up Trilogy. It's really an exciting concept. I think it's quite visionary and really inspiring. So I want to start with giving you addresses because I always like to do that in the beginning of the show. So again, you can kind of kick your feet up and relax and not have to keep jumping up to grab a pen to take things down. So her site address is her name, Suzanne Ross, spelled as you would think, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-R-O-S-S, wellness. So that's all one word, SuzanneRossWellness.com. And if you would like to just write her a personal email based on anything you have heard or you will hear and you think that you'd like to just bounce something off her or try to get involved in something she's doing, then her personal email is SuzanneRoss64 at Yahoo.com. She was on the show last week. What a pleasure. And she began sharing her first book last week on Enlightenment. She has written this up trilogy that I'm referring to. So it's Lighten Up, Wake Up, and Rise Up. And I'm really thrilled that she'll continue to talk today through her next two books. Because, you know, when you start something, you kind of want to keep on moving through what is the meaning of all of it and how does it all kind of click together. So I love that we got her back a second week. I'm going to read her bio so you can learn a bit more about this compassionate and dedicated author. I believe Suzanne is changing lives every day with the work she does daily and with the work of these books. So I want to tell you, she's been a wellness professional for over 20 years, specializing primarily in fitness and nutrition programming. She did open up her first fitness center in Southern California in 96, and she expanded that facility all the way till 2008, and then she moved to Northern California. For the last six years, she's been providing wellness services at a very premier Bay Area lifestyle center. She's an elite personal trainer and nutritional coach, and she offers both one-on-one services as well as offering workshops that are focused on integrative wellness for the body, the mind, and the soul. 
And you know I'm very big on that, the integration of that and what that all means. She conducts workshops at smaller venues that embrace an integrative approach to wellness, but larger corporations want that too. They want to have more of a progressive view of it, and she can come in there and help them with progressive programming in wellness as a goal. Due to the powerful transformations she's really absolutely been able to witness, she had some stories last week, you know, her students are experiencing something very big, and she started to feel like she could reach a a wider audience, and this evolutionary approach to wellness could really bring some health into life, into the world, and maybe into more masses than just one at a time. So she is an inspirational author. She is a motivational speaker. And as I said, I believe impacting the lives of many. She has certainly impacted me. She does this these speaking engagements focused on something that I think is just such a great word. I really just want to say, is there anything greater than human potential? Are we here for anything bigger than that? So she speaks about that. And so writing her book that we talked about last week, you know, the the book on evolutionary wellness called Lighten Up, 10 Days to a More Enlightening Way of Being. So that is what happened last week. She, of course, is going to present the concept of all three books, which add the other two into the trilogy. So I wanted to give you the chance to know who is this special person we have on our show today. And... I'm so excited. Welcome back, Suzanne. How great is it that we get to do another show together? Hello, Lindsay. It is such a thrill to be back on your show. I have received such positive feedback on our first interview last week, and I'm just so glad that I had the opportunity to inspire so many of your listeners. I can't wait to dive into a discussion about my next two books, Wake Up and Rise Up, because this is where things get really interesting as we move into the creation story and the practical application of these profound revelations. Yeah, I, I've, I've, just, I've been in admiration of the creativity behind all of this and to just think about this trilogy. And I, I look at it as almost a three-part roadmap because you didn't just write some big, vast book that included tons of things. You're really breaking it down. You're creating it in three, three books, and each book has steps. So it really helps people. So let's start with Wake Up. Talk to me about that. Well, Wake Up is a vision quest. So it's a 10-day epic adventure that takes the reader to many fascinating places around the globe. So on this journey, we are uncovering the most profound mysteries of all time. And hiking across these beautiful landscapes, we can clearly see the beauty of creation laid out in vivid color all around us. And this inspires us to want to know more about how it all came into being. By looking closely, we can see that there is a creative spirit behind all of the forms and patterns in nature. And in the first chapter of my book, we start out by searching for a symbol in nature that repeats itself in many different forms. While hiking along the stream and looking at the flowers, especially the rose, we discover that a simple spiral is at the root of all life forms. Ah. And this this is significant because it's an expression of life radiating outward from a single point in the center. It's the vibrating spiral behind string theory, and it's the symbol of creation and expansion. 
If you think about light and life spiraling outward from a single point and expanding into eternity, you know, it's not just a whimsical vision. It's a scientific theory about how the universe began as a single point of light and is now expanding at an ever-increasing rate. So light and life spiraling outward, creating, evolving, and expanding into eternity, this revelation becomes an essential part of our adventure That's just really exciting, and I love that you have continued to weave science in and address the fact that, you know, these things are so profound and can sometimes seem pretty big, but you've really done a lot of research, and that's why you often say, you know, these these aren't just out there in the sky type of theories. There's real science behind how all this comes together, so I love that. So I understand you developed a personal philosophy of creation and expansion, and you call it eternalism, which I just completely dig on this. I just love what you did with this thought and how this came to you. So this is based on some of your revelations you had while exploring the creation story. So can you kind of share the essence of that philosophy with us? I sure can. So one day I was out on a nature walk and suddenly it just hit me that my soul was eternal And it was such a powerful realization that it really rocked the very core of my being. I mean, I've been reading about the eternity of the soul in many books, but the true implication of this hadn't really set in. So on this one day, it hit me with such a powerful force that for a moment, I just stood there stunned. And then a feeling of pure joy began to well up inside of me as I thought about all of the amazing adventures that I had ahead of me in both the physical and spiritual realms, you know, and for all of eternity. Nice. (laughs) I was so thrilled that I literally spun around and I said out loud, my soul is eternal. I wanted to celebrate my newfound revelation. Yeah. You know, and then the details of this life just seem so insignificant compared to the vast expanse of my eternal adventure. And this realization really helped me to put everything in perspective. And I could clearly see that all that really mattered was the expression of love and gratitude toward all living beings. It just became so clear, you know, that we are all united in this huge web of interconnectivity And the strength of these intertwining threads is simply the unconditional love that is its foundation. Love and compassion, patience and understanding, gratitude and joy. I mean, these are the highest virtues upon which we need to base our lives and focus our attention. Yes. And that became very clear to me on this most extraordinary day. And as I continued down the path, I felt compelled to sing the song, I can see clearly now. You know, oh, I love it. That's awesome. It was really beautiful. And from that moment on, I felt so much more connected to all of the living things and beings around me. It sounds like the adventure you take in your book, Wake Up, helps the reader to really embrace this concept of eternity. Because again, everybody has their own interpretation of what something means, but it's a very deep and compelling way that you take them on a journey. You use leadership and structure this. And, and to me, this is really great. Eternity in and of itself, right, is hopeful and expansive. It's, it's eternity. It's, it's not ending tomorrow because it all just connects to something else. So, you know, that's, that's what that sounds like to me. Would you, would you agree that that's sort of how you 
think about it? Yes, um, eternity and evolution. You know, it goes back to the concept of evolutionary wellness that we discussed in our first interview, which is based on the revelation that the meaning of life is to create and the purpose is to evolve. I feel so strongly that we are eternal souls on an evolutionary path of self-realization. And in order to realize who we truly are, we have to ask ourselves some of the bigger questions like, Where did we come from and how did we get here? And what is the true source and essence of our being? And, you know, where are we going? These are the types of questions that we find answers to as explorers and truth seekers on this 10 day adventure in my book, Wake Up. What we discover, Lindsay, is that we are one with the creative spirit, the one that created all things and beings. And this is very empowering. It helps us to realize that we have the power of this creative spirit within us. And as such, we are ourselves creators. Again, very profound. And again, connected back to something. So you're looking at the story of creation. And I... I know listeners out there haven't done this yet. So some of you maybe have, and many of you maybe are ahead of Suzanne on this and ahead of me on anything that I've ever spoken about, you know, because you love this stuff and you really are looking into the visionary and the sensibility behind, you know, what our life's about and how to make meaning of it. And, um, and I think if you've tuned in into the show, you're probably reasonably evolved, but I want to make room for anyone who is confused or doesn't totally get how do you know about eternalism or what? how can you even answer these big questions. So I want to say hang with us and stay tuned. You know, can, We're not taking a break yet, but I just want to make room and acknowledge that sometimes people can be listening to something and it starts to get confusing or a little over their head. And rather than change the channel, continue to listen because we get you. We get that there's all levels of understanding in this world and we really want to work with all of you to see what we can do to share some learning here. So you've asked, Suzanne, and you've answered these questions and and you've connected the answers to something. So the big questions that seem so vast and so like, you know, where do we come from and that almost seem unanswerable when you really start to do some science research and talking to people and things you've done, you've started to create some tangibility around this. Yes. Well, you know, knowing that we are creators and then knowing that our souls are eternal, we start to get a feeling for how powerful and expansive we really are. When we realize that we are creating with our thoughts, words, and actions, and that every single one creates a wave of energy that impacts ourself and others for all of eternity. You know, we start to become very aware of everything that we think Mm. and say and do. And it becomes evident, you know, that what we really need to do is become the master of our mind and try our very best to apply the highest virtue to every aspect of our lives. You know, even the smallest kindness can impact many beings. And that positive energy that you radiate outward will come back to you tenfold, I promise. And not just for now, but for all of eternity. So think about that. I mean, really think about the profound implications of what I've just said. And I continue to use the word profound because these are very profound implications, but they make a lot of sense. And I do think, like you said, some people think they have to do something really big to do the right thing or to 
you know, make their lives worth something good. And it, it's so many little things that I know I've, I've mentioned on the show before, but you know, like I always pay the bridge toll for the person behind me. And, and I do it, of course, anonymously because <laughs> it's a bridge toll. I'm not looking to, you know, link up on the highway somewhere to, to talk about that that happened. But I, I, I understand what it is if you were paying your, your bills at home and you had your mortgage and your house and your bills and your car and your kids and, you know, four or five dollars one way or the other on a bill, you'd hardly notice it, whether you were in hardship or not. It's just, but if you took out five bucks and handed it and someone said, oh, you've been covered, put that back in your purse, put that back in your wallet, put that back on your seat, that becomes this really big five dollars. It's, it's, and I always say that it's not so much I'm trying to give some big $5 gift to someone. I just know that person is pumped. They're just like, whoa, how cool is that? Someone paid my bridge toll. So then they cannot wait to get wherever they're going to tell someone, someone paid my toll. That was so cool. And I always joke that it's probably not the person whose toll they got paid that will ever maybe pay that forward, but it's maybe one of the people they told the story to that day that really thought, that is cool. I love it. I think I'm going to do it. So I think little things we do change the energy of the world. Because if you're pumped up, happy, and glad to tell a story, and someone else likes the story and wants to change something they do, you know. So I just, how does what you have said here in the concepts, you know, how does all this connect to eternalism? So these concepts are very powerful. And it was so interesting because one day while on a walking meditation, you know, which just simply means that, you know, I'm very present with the living beauty all around me and I'm contemplating it with a sense of awe and wonder. So that's what I mean when I say walking meditation. Thank you. Thanks for saying, explaining that. That's awesome. <laughs> so on this day, I was thinking about all the different belief systems that I've studied, and it became clear to me that there was one common thread that ran through them all, and that was the belief in the eternal life of the soul. So instead of trying to decide whether I was a Buddhist or a Christian or whether I was into Hinduism or Jainism, I just decided that I was simply an eternalist and that from now on, I would be into eternalism. So that's so great because that just brings me back to talking about that you are a visionary and that you are... You know, someone who really thinks, I mean, what a great, what a great category, like non-religious, but a way to live because religions are belief systems. And so eternalism is a belief system. But what I love about it is it's very inclusive because there isn't anyone that can't join that movement. And I love that it's very, um, as I said before, hopeful and expansive in its thinking. It gives you the chance to think about what lies ahead, to take your actions more seriously today, as opposed to thinking there's a cutoff period and you did what you did, so oh well. But to continue to wish the best for yourself, to strive for your highest self as an eternal soul that has a lot more to do in the world beyond anything we know. So it's very inclusive. It gives a lot of hope. It allows you to expand your thinking to make better choices. And it's just, as I said, as far as I'm concerned, quite visionary. So 
I think that's great. I, um, you know, have people responded well to this? Do you feel like, I mean, and you're talking about that concept alone, eternalism, do people get it? Do they love it? Do they want to understand more about it? Yes, all of the above. I mean, people get excited about, you know, looking ahead to all of the eternal adventures. And, you know, then they begin to understand that everything that they do in this lifetime, everything that they think and say and do, you know, does have an impact on their lives going forward into eternity, like waves rippling outward. So then they you know, live in a higher state of awareness about all of their thoughts and words and actions, knowing this. So, um, you know, you think of karma, which is uh, really just evolutionary causality. So, you know, on our evolutionary path, we have this... um, balancing of cause and effect actions. You know, so we just become very aware that you know, all of our thoughts, words, and actions are causes which lead to effects down the road on our evolutionary path. Yeah, I love that. I wrote that down. Karma is just evolutionary causality because I work with karma a lot. I speak a lot about it. I really am a believer in it. I do think it's probably an overused word, but I know what I think it means. So, you know, it certainly shows up a lot in my life as something I talk about, believe in, and evangelize. I want to take us to break, which we are not yet about to do, but we do have a few minutes. And what I want to do at this juncture is offer up some of the answers of that question, you know, about evolutionary wellness. And is it a viable term? So Ron Sidwell, thank you, Ron Sidwell. You're very participant. You're you're a strong participant. You're very participating and a strong participant in these questions and answers. And you bring a lot to the table. This is kind of deep. Not, here's what he says. Not sure about evolutionary wellness and even more skeptical, skeptical about evolutionary impulses. Can't help but think it is like following theoretical, what he quoted as whole flow. In other words, positive to negative instead of electron flow, negative to positive. He says that is to say... Is there an impulse that really causes the response or is the impulse a consequence of a necessary response? I like when people think. I love it. So, Ron, I love that you think about this. And I don't really care. We don't need, my guests nor I need people to agree with everything we say. But to be interested, to be inquisitive, to inquire, to wonder, to contribute your view so someone else could potentially consider it or challenge it. That's what I mean about a growing community that helps each other, you know, learn and grow. So, I just want to really acknowledge that. That took a little energy to write that answer. and, And thank you for that. Tune Cursor Makers just said something so honest. So is it a viable term? He said, it's a bit difficult when you hear it for the first time, but I think it'll work after a time. So again, I'm going to give props to someone with an open mind. Things are difficult sometimes. They don't make total sense or you don't even know what they are. You haven't heard them. But, but I think it'll work after a time because 
evolution, it's inevitable. Wellness, who wouldn't want that? So why can't we design a world where we're working toward that? So I will stop there, and I do have more to read. So stay tuned, because more of these answers and names are coming after the break. This is Lindsay Levinson. I am your host at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. I love that you're listening. I hope you stay tuned. We really do get good stuff and some practical application. We're with our guest, Suzanne Ross, and she's written the Up Trilogy. These are three books that really, really help us understand life and maybe change how we want to live our life by the inspiration that she brings. So... I really, again, encourage you. I know that it's so easy, right, on Voice America. There's so many good shows, and you want to pop around and see what they all are, and a commercial comes, and, eh, you know, let's go see something else. I say, nah, don't do that. Stick around. Go get a cup of coffee. Kick your feet up. Take a potty break. Do what you need to, but come back, because our good stuff is getting even better. We will be right back after this break. Please Stay tuned. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com In today's society, there is just too much competition. Women are taking on the same roles as men. They're working side by side, competing for the same positions. What is happening? This is transferring to how men and women feel about each other and relationships. We're delaying marriages or not even getting married at all. It's time to go back to basics. Listen for this groundbreaking show with host Naftali Schwartz. But it's not really that groundbreaking. It's just a new way of looking at things. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest, please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's L-I-N-Z-I-244 at sbcglobal.net. 
Now, back to Illuminating Now. Hi, we are back at Illuminating Now. Maybe you took my advice and you did not leave, did not take any break to go listen to any other show because this show is intriguing enough to want to follow it through. I hope so. Our guest today is Suzanne Ross, and I really want to emphasize her website, Suzanne Ross Wellness, all one word, SuzanneRossWellness.com. And check that out, because as we talk about books, it's a, it, it, again, when you, when you can't see it and you can't feel it and you can't touch it, it's kind of just sort of out there. But if you go to the website, she's got you know, what's going on with the books, ways to look at what the books are that she's doing. She's looking to move forward. Um, and in upcoming time here, you'll find that she might like to be able to download some of the information that you could get a peek at it. So these are all projects that are, she's working on, but you certainly can see the books. And she also has a blog. So very good stuff and worth taking a look at. I would like to read another answer. This was an answer that I thought, and Suzanne, I think you will, I don't know, I'll ask you what you think about it, but I I was really kind of blown away with this answer, and John Edward Lawson, and I know, John, you have answered many times, and again, so I really just continue to be so appreciative of the participation that you guys make the effort to do, and I hope that it feels good to you, too. Here's what he said. We asked about the viability of that term, evolutionary wellness. He said, that is a great term. I'm not sure what you intend by it, but for me, it taps into something which has increasingly become a struggle in my life. More and more, I have been realizing a lot of my friends have resisted any change in their lives or how they go about living their lives since high school and like a hermit crab that has outgrown its shell, They are stifled and suffering. To a certain extent, I had slowed down evolving myself. But in recent months, I've not only embraced evolving, but I flung myself headlong into it. My physical and emotional wellness have increased drastically. John continued to say this, We can make changes without losing ourselves and becoming different people. A notion, which is what I think, is at the root of much resistance to continuing our personal growth. And then he ends with something that I think is just so poignant. And I really want you all to listen to this. He says, and there's no way our society can evolve for the better if the individuals composing it refuse to evolve. It's our duty to do so for not just ourselves, but for everyone around us. What do you think about that, Suzanne? I think it sounds like he should start writing a book. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Yes, he has a very beautiful way of expressing himself. And, you know, he couldn't be describing the concept any better. Yeah, so thank you. Thanks, John Edward Lawson. You really, again, I, I do not think that I do not pay attention when somebody, I don't think a long answer or a short answer are better, but I can tell when someone takes time to think and care about their answer, and that was very clear to me there, so I just want to give you a thanks. I'm going to read another, and then we'll save a couple more toward the end. Liz Hall 
wrote this, and I was absolutely impressed with this as well. She said, I certainly believe in evolutionary wellness, and I have hope for its viability. To me, this means we as a human race are capable of learning and putting into action wellness in our daily lives and on this planet that we share. We can continue to evolve as long as we strive for wellness in all our decisions. And then she added, have a fabulous Friday and weekend, everyone. So upbeat, nice, but deep as well. And same feeling, Suzanne, pretty right on. Yes, you know, and it just demonstrates how this term evolutionary wellness can expand in so many ways and in all directions. So, you know, it can just mean so much. It's a vast and spacious term. It really is. And I love that you're a leader of this. And I love that you're evangelizing this. And of course, writing books, but also a motivational speaker, integrative programs, workshops, 10 days until, you know, ways that people can kind of grasp. Um, because you can see these people wanting to grab onto this term and understand it and, and look at it and, and analyze it. And they really have something to say about it. And so, so anyway, I just, I think it's, it's great that you are a leader of this for people because it's, it, I believe changes the world. That's, that's my Lindsay two cents, but, um, okay. So let's go back. Let's come back from break and, and come back from context. You know, we're talking about eternalism. We were talking about, I was bringing up, um, you know, Suzanne's comment that karma is evolutionary causality. So, you know, the depth and science go together here. But let's talk now about Rise Up, your third book. Tell me about that. I'd love to. So as I was writing and researching, I got to thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if I could actually interview some of these authors who have written such profound and enlightening books? And then I thought, what the heck? I'll put out a strong intention that this is something I can create. So I just started by envisioning it. I actually made a vision board of sorts by just taking a large piece of white poster board and writing down all the names of the people I'd like to interview. So then I started bringing it into reality by going on the internet and reaching out to these various authors. And then lo and behold, one at a time, they started to respond. And I was actually stunned. Oh my God, that's great. (laughs) So we set up these interviews and I got set up on Skype. And then, you know, when the day came for the first interview, I just thought to myself, now what? Who do I think I am, Oprah? (laughs) That's great. These things are intimidating, you know, like it's such a great idea to do it. And I love that. In the idea of doing this, you know, what you're thinking about is building a stronger foundation because, again, you can study science and you have referenced it. And, again, I've told people last show, you know, you, you have a lot of expertise in quantum physics. I mean, this is, this is a brain that actually is putting science with practical application with her own life experiences. So there's a lot more, too, that we just, you know, we can't get to all the background of how Suzanne is is explaining all this and it really does mean something. But what a great idea to go to a deeper level of foundation by going to the ones that have created the roots that connect to the lessons that ever inspired Suzanne 
to want to even learn this. So there are authors or speakers or friends or spiritual leaders, but she's crossed paths and people that have leadership in the world based on their brilliance in some area and spirituality and all that. And so she created that foundation by interviewing them. And and frankly, I'll just say, I think it's really brave. It's hard to write out to people and, you know, just, do you want to, do you want to have an interview? And, you know, but you got this great response. So that had to feel really good. Yes, it did. So, you know, I just went about it in a calm and collected way. You know, I just organized the structure of the interviews and then I just envisioned it rolling out smoothly. And what I found is that even though I had a specific list of questions all lined out, once the conversations got underway, they took on a life of their own. I mean, these authors are spiritual leaders. They are incredibly insightful and have such profound wisdom to share. And they were all so passionate about enlightening others. The topics we discussed alone were so profound, and yet they were elegantly simple at the same time. Just like the universe we live in, you know, it's both complex and simple at the same time. So I felt so blessed to have the opportunity to connect with these amazing authors, and it's just such an honor to share these interviews in my book. And I think it's going to be a privilege for us to read these interviews because, again, it would just drops us down deeper to, you know, lessons being taught by lessons, being taught by lessons. It's just great when you can build that foundation. And, and they are, as I've said before, these are vast concepts. I think that um, as you listen to this show, and if you're still listening or you are a regular listener, then you're probably pretty evolved and this stuff is, is really um, inspiring. And so it's great to have a leader like Suzanne who will take it forward. So we talked last show and, you know, some practical application, like how do you take profound concepts and then try to think about your everyday life? What, what does this mean for us in the here and now? So first of all, that we are creators. We are all from and of the same creative source, and the spirit of creation lives within us. As creative spirits, we have the infinite potential to create our reality with the power of our thoughts, and we do just that every day. And it's not a woo-woo concept. I mean, we really do this. And if you think about it in the most layman's terms, you know, we think about wanting a cup of coffee, and bam, before you know it, you're holding one. You know, you (laughs) just turned thought into form. Now let's... But let's take this one step further. The cup of coffee started out as a pitcher in your mind, and it ended up in your hands. So picturing what we want to create is very powerful. And we can also picture what we don't want to create. So we have to be very careful because our subconscious mind is always listening to the thoughts and the images that we are sending it. That's why it's called the subconscious mind. It's subjective to the thoughts we are sending it. It's its job to turn these thoughts and images into the reality that we experience. I really like that you bring that up. And this is a very big subject for me. I will say again, I, I speak to this quite often in different forums, but subconscious versus conscious. And I talk about that the subconscious mind, again, these are my Lindsayisms, so they're sort of some some of them are sort of dramatic and bold almost, you know, you know, get your attention. Subconscious mind has control over you. Conscious mind, you control. 
So what I'm saying is we have a lot of stuff that whether there are secrets, whether there are ickies, whether there are uglies, whether there are terrible crises, traumas, but we, you know, we kind of put them down. No one wants to hear them or we certainly don't feel like sharing them. But our subconscious mind, sh- you know, it, it chants the things that we have suppressed. So if you came from a home of domestic violence and you were sure you never wanted that again, you might have it in your head, no domestic violence, no domestic violence, no domestic violence. You know, it's just in your head chanting. It's not coming out anywhere. But in the end, you invite people in your life who create a dynamic of domestic violence. And I know this because I have clients upon clients who say, how is this happening? I was positive. It was never supposed to happen to me. So when we bring things to consciousness, and it's a lot of the words you've heard us use on these shows, consciousness, awareness, and and in the here and now, you know, when we can actually say, this happened, I didn't like it, I don't want it, and I refuse for it to be a part of my life, that's when things change because it's now conscious thinking and speaking and planning, and I think your life changes. You get a lot more control. Does that make sense to you, Suzanne, when I say that? It does, and it goes to expectations, you know, so as we move through our day and through our life, many of the things that we expect to happen, even if it's on a subconscious level, you know, if we expect them to happen, they do, and we just think that they're random, but they're not. I mean, there's no such thing as coincidences. (laughs) We are bringing our expectations to life with the power of our mind. You know, we're creating pictures in our mind that actually become the reality we experience. So for instance, you can head out to work and think, traffic's really going to suck today and I'm going to be late and my boss is going to be mad and my day will just get worse as it progresses. If these are the pictures in your mind, this is exactly what you will create. That's really, (laughs) yeah, no, that's really, that's really interesting And I think that, you know, I I think you said it really, really well. That's great to use a layman's term example like that. Just, um, you know, I I talk about sometimes even the movie The Secret, you know, they talk about wording and you could be totally poor or in debt and you might walk around saying, oh, you know, my finances and, and, you know, I'm guilty of it. I mean, you know, picking the things that are hard and saying, this is hard right now, oh my God. But, and the movie The Secret's not the only place or the book, but, um, but the concept of rewording into positivism. So instead of saying, I'm poor, I'm in debt, this is scaring me, it's, you would reword how you speak in the universe. I hope for financial security. I want to get the comfort that I need. I have concerns, but I'm going to search for a way to achieve that. And, and so these are positive statements and positive invites and attracts positive back to you. And if you are the one walking around saying, I'm poor, I'm negative, it hurts, everyone hates me. You know, it, it, it is an energy and it's a universal energy that I think plays a real, plays a real role. So I like that you talked about even just driving to work and, you know, traffic sucks. I'm never going to get there. I'm going to get in trouble and da, 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 da. You're exactly right. Watch what happens when you get there. So, you know, so we have a choice. Talk about that for us. We do have a choice, and that's what free will is all about. You just have to learn to use it very wisely. If you make a choice 
to radiate positive energy, it will be returned to you. It's not a hypothetical concept. It's simply a universal law. And it's about, you know, becoming the master of your mind with the knowing that you are a creator and you have the free will to create whatever you desire. And my book, Lighten Up, is designed to help you master your mind. It's an enlightenment, whereas Wake Up is an awakening. And Rise Up is all about ascending to a higher way of being. So in the simplest terms, we are magnetic beings. And if you want to create a beautiful life full of love and compassion, joy and happiness, that's what you have to put out there. You have to express infinite and unconditional love for all things and beings and appreciate the beauty and the wonder of creation every moment of every day. As a magnificent expression of life, you are a divine creation. And if you live your life focused on creating only the highest thoughts, words, and actions, anything is possible. And the infinite abundance of the universe can be yours for the taking. Well, I can see why you're a motivational speaker, and I can see why you are an inspirational speaker. Um, I, I love listening to you, and there's so much, again, wisdom behind. I mean, you and I had the chance to learn. I learned some of what your studies were and how you put science together with this. So I know none of this is foo-foo theory, and at least from my perspective, I mean, what does anybody know? But that's my belief. Um, I just think that the confidence in the way you articulate things are beautiful. So I really appreciate that. And I love that you use the word magnet or magnetism because I, I know I've used that with my clients and I've used it, again, I say with myself, but with my kids, talking about you can magnetize anything. Don't try to follow. When I talk about the boxes, don't jump from box to box to box that America or any culture tells you you should be in, but actually create what you want and what you should be joined by will magnetize itself to you. And that's how life gets really good when you've got people that believe what you believe or support you. So I think that's fabulous. I, I want to move toward a couple of things, but before we even go toward some of the ending um, logistics that we do go through at the end of the show, they're all very important. I want to read two more answers. So Tatiana Componets said something pretty simple, but as usual, pretty profound. Do not live in the past. Do not run from fear. Let go of the bad thoughts and help others. So right on track, right on track with what we're hearing Suzanne say. And Gary Brewer answered something, and Gary Brewer has, you know, certainly had some really profound answers, and, and, I, and this is even a little controversial, but thank you, Gary, because I love all answers, and I love when anybody makes us all think. And Gary wondered about the concept of evolutionary wellness. I mean, when we asked, is it viable, he said no. But he said, just because your subconscious does not judge, it accepts. So he said, you can act your way into a feeling, but you can never feel your way into an action. And he said, I would argue by and large, wellness is a decision, not an emotion. I'm just going to say my own thought. I agree with that. I do agree wellness is a decision, but I'll challenge it a little bit by saying, I think emotions have a lot to do with how we land at our decision-making process. 
it is emotional states that sometimes push us to make very vital decisions, and one of them might be wellness. All, all of these answers have been valuable, and all of these answers continue to prove that we have a forum here to discuss this stuff. So today we talked about, I want to recap, we talked about evolutionary wellness, bringing that back up, staying in awareness, the concept of eternalism. Uh, we talked about this trilogy, these three books that Suzanne has written, Lighten Up, Wake Up, Rise Up. And we've said, please go to her site. I can't do justice, people. I really can't do justice to what you'll see when you go to SuzanneRossWellness.com. You can write her at SuzanneRoss64 at Yahoo.com. I just want to say, Suzanne, having two shows, having one show with you is great. Having two shows, what a privilege. Thank you so very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. It's truly been my pleasure, Lindsay. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You're welcome. So I'm going to move into Lindsay's life secret. I've got a couple of them. So let me try to get through this is, um, you know, because our time's running a bit tight. So I will say, number one, what you do and think and speak will often become your reality. If you're just doing nothing, that's okay because that could be meditation. That could be silence. That's very healthy for you sometimes. But if you're doing nothing and you're feeling lousy and in pain and upset and hurt and you don't like your life, your subconscious mind will deliver circumstances that you don't want. Trust me on this. Darker energy enters in if you don't like your life and you're pretty miserable, but you're just kind of hanging around like a deer in headlights. I'm not judging anyone. I'm giving you some strength here that it means something I'm going to tell you whether you've heard this terminology or not. You must be intentional. You must have intention. And it's important and clean intention. You don't just want to raise and squish the people below you. You don't want those, you know, sibling who's mom's favorite to go down so you're going to, you know, trash their name at Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, our point isn't have an intention and just do it. It's a clean intention. It's something that's good for you but certainly not at the harm of others. Decide who you want to be. That takes some time to think about it, but go ahead. Think about it. Who do you want to be? What kind of person? Whatever that question means to you. Decide what you want to do next, especially if you're not in a comfortable place. You don't have to hate your life, but you might want something more for it. Then again, you might hate your life. So either way, what do you want to do next? And then the hard question, why? I, I'm going to say to you then why. So thinking, so, so my Lindsay Life Secret 2 is thinking with intention will strengthen your identity. It will allow you to be in charge of your life. I will ask you to continue to follow us on all the addresses. I won't name them all again. And I'm open to hearing any ideas you'd like to hear on the show. And I'm open to hearing if you'd like to be a guest on the show. And even if you'd like to sponsor the show with any kind of advertising. I'm open to all of that because this show has taken off kind of like wildfire and it's a good show and people are really digging it. And I will tell you again, we have a listening community that's growing strong. There are multiple, multiple thousands of people now tuning into this show, which I believe creates a forum for support and the ability to teach each other. So illuminating now, Lindsay's Life Secrets, it's something more than a radio show. It is a place for us to come together and build a community. Next week, I told you we are having Dr. Legrasso, 
And I will just tell you that he is a world-renowned plastic surgeon. I won't give you all of his statistics today, although I will next week. But I will tell you, he certainly has extensive training. He has, he's certainly certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery, general surgical training at New York Hospital of Queens, and plastical, plastic surgical training at Albany Medical Center. But what's really cool is he was selected uh, as a prestigious craniofacial and pediatric plastic surgery fellowship. That's in the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, and only a select few ever get selected for that. And that is when he works on cleft palate and deformities and does so much of it and no charge. But he also believes in self-esteem and does plastic surgery for many other reasons, and he will work on travel plans all over the nation to get you to locations. He has three locations. So we'll talk more about him. If you want to look him up, it's lagrassomd.com. So definitely tune in on 528 next week. You're going to want to hear him. And I so appreciate that you're busy people. And when you hit Voice America, the fact that you even do that is fantastic. The fact that you picked this show, that's just pure gratitude from me. Thank you so much because I believe in building communities. This is Lindsay Levinson. We've been listening to Suzanne Ross. I am your host, Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. We will see you next week and have a fantastic week, people. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Please join Lindsay Levinson again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week. Music